Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Woof, woof. It's those dog days of summer, I think. No, I don't think summer oh, officially shoot. has even started yet. It's all relative, isn't it? Who decided, <laughs> whoever decided summer starts on June 23rd, I think, is out of their goal. Here's man. what I'll say. Yeah, say with, it. With climate change. Climate change. Maybe summer really did start okay. back then. At Winter that time. used to run until May 16th. <laughs> and then we had a little spring. No, it's weird. It's like wherever you live in the world, it's like the seasons and times is different. Because it's hot as a it's hot as a hot dog here in Austin, Texas. Yes, and that's a saying that we like to use. Big <laughs> hot dog people down here. <laughs> I told somebody yesterday on a call uh, in like a meeting that I lived in Austin, and they were like, mm, "But you love those breakfast tacos." And yes, yes, there's more to it than that. We're we're multifaceted people as Austinites. <laughs> well, we love hot dogs too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible that the person was just trying to be friendly. <laughs> I didn't even consider that, hon. <laughs> didn't even think about that. Yeah, this is a show where we talk about things we like, things we're into, things that are good. And do you have a small wonder? Uh, I am going to say. My small wonder is the fact that our son uh, inexplicably says that he wants to be an astronaut when he really grows up, good. which I'm not really entirely sure where that came from. I mean, other than, you know, that's a thing that people can be. Uh, Some people, yeah. It's it, not, I would say, the the there's not too much opportunity in that field. And then the other day he said he wanted to be an astronaut and singer. An astronaut singer, I believe. Yeah. Is, 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 yeah. Which is the best, right? That's the best of both worlds. Because because the idea is kids get to a certain age and they want to be multiple things. Yeah, and they see no reason to you know whittle it down. Sometimes when it's a lullaby time, uh, in in which I deliver the lullaby to our child, he does a sort of like slam poetry version on <laughs> top of it at the same time. <laughs> I do. I, I've been doing uh, this song from Adventure Time. Everything stays. It's been like pretty hot in the lullaby rotation, and it'll be like, "Let's go in the garden. You'll find something waiting." Like <laughs> it's very powerful and evocative. Uh, I I don't. I did not. I don't. Ha- I don't have one, but. I will think of one as I am <laughs> looking around the room. Speaking, looking around the. I'm going to say uh, when you get in the pocket when you're like writing is really good. Oh. Yesterday, we're doing a live Taz that I'm going to be running here in just like three or four days. And I had like a little bit of time to prep yesterday for it. And I just got in the fucking groove. And it was so satisfying to like work for a couple hours on something and have like eight or nine pages at the end of it. It's like Griffin came downstairs and he told me some of the, uh, uh, character names in some of the big ideas. And, uh, it's very exciting. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. So exciting to be doing live Taz's again. They're terrifying. They're the scariest thing ever, but a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) I go first this week. Fantastic. I want to talk, speaking of those dog days of summer, I do want to talk about the humble freezy pop. Although you may call it, you may call it something else. You may call it freeze pop or freezy, simply put. I'll talk about all the wonderful names for this, but it's, it is, it is 200 degrees every day here in Austin now. Wait, before we get going. Yeah. Favorite flavor. 
or color. Color sometimes it's easier. funny because I have it at the end of my notes: grape or green. Mm-hmm. I know what grape is. The green flavor is something. It's not a natural shade. It's like a <laughs> TMNT ooze uh-huh. uh, colored, but or that, an ecto cooler. Ecto cooler, I think, is like kind of clear. It's a little bit more translucent than than this. Is like bright. Yeah. Neon, I'm, I'm green right all the way. on green. It's so good. Always green. It's so good. I'll fuck with a grape, but like you know, I just want that green stuff. Um, it is. We we started getting into more sort of aquatic outdoor fun time activities, and nothing enhances an outdoor aquatic fun time activity quite like quite like a freeze pop. Um, yeah, it's wild how kids and kind of intuitively know that popsicles are a fun time summer treat. And the enthusiasm for popsicles, which is ultimately just frozen juice, uh, is through the roof. I mean, there's a, I, I did not know much about the taxonomy of popsicles until I researched this topic. But a freeze pop, if uh, if you also don't know uh, about the taxonomy, that's the juice in the plastic sleeve. And you cut the top off and you push it up in your Yeah, mouth. I love when you can buy like big mesh bags full of them. Yes. And, and it's just like like liquidy, like a big water balloon divided into sections. Yes, my our, uh, mom would go to, we got pretty much all our groceries at Sam's Club like in bulk. Yeah, like in a huge I mean. Pack, and she would come back with like <laughs> a fucking bandolier of flavor ice that would last us for like three years. Three I can't even imagine three kids. Trying, period. Tr- yeah, period. But also trying to grocery shop like it. You would have to. You would have to buy like a hundred of everything. Yeah. So fl- flavor ice. Uh, because of I pronounce it that way because of the hyphens inside of it. I'm not just being a total weirdo. Uh, is pro- is maybe it depends on which part of the country you live in. Uh, you, you probably either think of flavor ice or otter pops. Uh, depending on what store you're parents shopped uh-huh. at when you were a kid uh they are called so many different things depending on what country and region you're living in the generic name right in north america we got freeze pop freezies ices with two e's which i've always understood to be the slushy brand yes i-c-e-e you yeah. see that that's a slu- i don't know some people just call them ices i guess huh, okay uh and then they got free you know freezer pops is another name for north america in other parts of the world of course they have way more fun names in the uk they call them ice pops and ice poles which oh, is i mean that's accurate yeah uh in australia they call them icy poles uh india they got sip ups and pepsi ice which is Ooh. fantastic. The Philippines has maybe my favorite name for them. They have ice candy, which is what it essentially is. It's yeah. sh- it's water that is frozen <laughs> in a sort of rail shape. Uh, and like so many things, it's impossible to know like who was the first person to freeze juice and say, mm, "I'm gonna, I will eat that now on this hot <laughs> day." Uh, but the first brand in North America was called Pop Ice. Uh, which was acquired by a company called Gel Cert, uh, which is a Chicago-based company in 1963. Six years later, they would rebrand the product as Flavor Ice. Uh, and then there was this East Coast, West Coast beef that happened where Otter Pops came out in the 70s, and Otter Pops were like a West Coast sensation. Uh, have you ever had an Otter Pop? No, this just feels very familiar. 
talking about otter pops and i go- we did not we have not talked about popsicles or freezies according okay. to maybe i heard it on a different like a like a jordan jesse go maybe or may, something they seem like the type to talk about otter pops yeah uh, i've never had an otter pop because i've never lived on the west coast yeah. but uh, that was like the rival everyone on the west coast loved otter pops so you know what gel cert did acquired otter pops too establishing a a nationwide stranglehold on the freeze pop you know the monopolies in this country it's unreal like who else is supposed to compete well i mean it's frozen juice (laughs) i guess you know what i mean like i get it and i'm totally right there with you on most things but it's frozen juice we we i don't know the brand that we eat the, the the you got a big fucking pack of freeze pops that it's are like, like it's like good pop or something it's it's one of those like oh this is only real juice it's good it is good they have a cherry limeade one that knocks my fucking socks it off. is good it's i mean really the good. whole the whole incentive is it's no like, green <laughs> is that like oh you're giving your kid a popsicle let's make you feel like it is a healthy choice yeah it's not the most novel thing right it's frozen juice every yeah. country has their own brand of freeze pops, and I don't want to list them all because I just did that with like the generic names, but I do want to give a special shout out to the brand of freeze pops in Australia that is the most popular, which is called which is called Zuper Duper. <laughs> is very strong. We have a lot of listeners from Australia. I bet I bet they will confirm. Shout out to the Zuper Duper community, <laughs> the Zuper Duper fandom. I'm only going to call them Zuper Dupers, by the way, sort of uh, yeah. the same way that you know some Midwesterners refer to all uh, soda as Coke. Um, uh-huh. All freeze pops are now Zuper Dupers, and that is a legal law. Did you ever have those little like plastic trays that you could make your own popsicles in? Yes, I don't think I ever successfully did it. I always put orange juice in there. Oh, interesting. As a real treat. We didn't need to do that because we always had approximately <laughs> 500,000 flavor ices just yeah, sitting Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess when you are uh, larger than a family of three, you... you don't really want to make your own popsicles because you're generating enough mess everywhere <laughs> all the time yeah. as is um it's just such a simple thing it's so beautiful they travel well you throw them in a cooler and they serve as ice packs yeah and it keeps your food or whatever cool until it's dessert time and then you eat the ice packs you can't do that with a normal ice pack <laughs> you would get you would get sick probably uh the the fun part is with kids they have special sort like sort of demands uh henry obviously the best part is when you have finished eating the sort of the the body of the the freeze pop and then you get the juice at the end that you can kind of like you know wheeze uh henry demands that we decant (laughs) his freeze pop into a new sort of carafe that he can then drink with a straw yeah which i get because the plastic sides the like fins on the sides of i've definitely cut the corners of my mouth and been like a sort of like icy dessert joker or or something (laughs) like i get it i I just i love the thing that makes me nervous about just a regular unsheathed popsicle is like the amount of mess like the huge amount of mess yes an unsheathed Um, popsicle And uh, I love, I love the flavor ice because it's just like, you know, it's like straight from canister to mouth. Like yeah. very little drip. All food should be <laughs> pole shaped in right? its own sort of. Like a mashed potatoes in a sleeve. Think yeah, about that. man. Or like cereal in a sleeve. 
Well, I mean, they have like cereal bars, which was no, like... No, I'm oh. saying like milk and like, like oh, little Oh, that's O's. disgusting. Yeah, that's so <laughs> gross. Maybe there could be like a divider that you kind of like crack open and then the milk and cereal. I mean, how do you feel about Gogurt? How do I feel about Gogurt? Yeah, same, same uh, concept. I had to eat it. Well, I didn't have to, but I did <laughs> no. eat two Gogurts on our last tour. And you guys it really and enjoyed I got it. really sick the next day, though. You, you enjoyed it, though, in the experience of the yogurt. I mean, I did it for the vine. I wouldn't. Have I bought Gogurt since then and like had it recreationally on, on a non-professional basis? No. No, I haven't. Is there anything you would eat in a sleeve? I mean, you... The mashed potatoes idea got me pretty excited. <laughs> the idea of a hot pop that's like just hot mashed potatoes that you could kind of goosh up and maybe it could have its own little gravy reservoir. <laughs> oh, like like a like a two channel one? Like a double barrel mashed potato <laughs> hot pop with gravy reservoir. <laughs> New from the gel cert company. Maybe you only snip one side because you want to save the gravy for the end. Oh, or you snip both. Yes. TM, 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 T- TM. Don't TM. I don't want a TM. I don't want that <laughs> trademark. I, I mean, do. you can't TM. It has to have a name to TM it. I don't know that you can just. Uh, what is it? Uh, a patent. A patent. copyright. Yeah. <laughs> patent, 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 patent. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that, like, I love all popsicles. I love a dream sick. I love a fudge sick. I love an it's a kadoozy. Uh, we have these Jolly Rancher popsicles that are pretty dope, yeah. but you cannot beat the simplicity of a freeze pop. And also, like, the nostalgia factor is off the charts for, for me. Uh, I, I have, anytime I eat a freeze pop, I'm immediately taken back to the Olympic pool in Huntington, West Virginia, where they had a concession stand where you could buy a freeze pop for a quarter, which is the most like a grandpa I've ever seen. Oh, yes. For I sure. gave myself chills there a little bit. <laughs> I don't think you should be spending more than a quarter on a freeze pop. It yeah. is plastic encased cold juice. Yeah. And I feel like day. a whole thing of them costs like $4. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but that's a freeze pop. I love them. Uh, I think I went a long time without them, but now that Henry is sort of a popsicle age, I'm getting back into the scene and it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. That reminds me and we need, we need more. We're out of fruit punch. Let's get the real shit. Cause I do want that green. Do you know what I mean? But our child and the real fruit, you know, he's too young I for ate the green. green. I ate green. Look at me. Big and strong. <laughs> Can I steal you away? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality. And you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be... The same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible 
that's um they're for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Got a couple crumple toms here, and I would love to read the first one if I may. May I please? Yes. May I please? May I? It's for Lily Butt, and it's from Mama, who says, To my tiger lily puppy cat, LA's finest road buddy, the goofiest kitten and sweetest stinky high school teenager in the universe. You are creative, resilient, tenacious, and kind, and you are ready for the next adventure. I love you every second. I like you every moment. Who's my baby? Use my baby. Baby, baby. P.S. <laughs> I spent your allowance on this gumbo prawn. Pretty close, actually. I think, have I used gumbo prawn before? It seems... Um, Almost certainly. I think it's law of large numbers. I've said every sort of iteration. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I've said tumble dob yet, so maybe we'll save that for the next one. I'll be honest, I forget what the real word is. I do not know. <laughs> hey, do you want to do the next one? Yes. This message is for Sam. It is from Abby. Sam, you are wonderful. I love raising a couch-eating cryptid monster disguised as a bunny with you. I'm so glad I married you and can kiss you forever, and I hope whatever day you hear this is splendid. Love, Abby and Dr. Bonks. That's fun. I'm guessing that's short for Dr. Harris Bonkers, but it's possible that this is a spinoff from Taz Amnesty. Okay. It's It's a LARP spinoff which you don't hear about a lot either way you're coming for royalties yeah that will be a hundred billion (laughs) dollars hey it's john moe join me on depression mode for conversations on how mental health shapes our life this week david sedaris with stories of his late father that he's finally willing to tell i think there's a difference between you know a good person and a good character. Like, he was a good character, my boyfriend here. And my father was another one of those people. He was a really good character. But he, he, he wasn't a good person. Depression Mode with John Moe, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun. And I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show 
was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me? What you got? I got a uh, round trip ticket to the Poetry Corner. One of these days you're going to say something else there. You're going to be like, I got a round trip ticket to Bora Bora. Let's go. <laughs> now we can do like a... Bye. Bye. And then we'll like take a few you know, months off while we really find ourselves. I don't ourselves. even know where I don't either. Bora Bora nor is. I, nor okay. I. I've seen pictures. Let's be beautiful. Yeah. Okay, let's um okay, hold on wait. ASMR myself. You did a really good job of avoiding my two pitfalls, which is Frasier and seventy-six trombones. I did it was Frasier and the fact that you didn't pick up on that. I, I heard a little bit there, but I thought maybe I was just imagining it. Yeah, it's like a Mandela effect. That's is, not what is that, that is that what that is? Uh, my poet is Liesl Mueller. No, I don't know that one. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, you're right. I'm not here to shame anyone for their lack of knowledge of poetry. Not on the podcast, Although, but you should hear her when we're not recording. <laughs> At some point, there will be a quiz in which oh, I will shoot. ask you to name five to ten poets that I have featured on Wonderful. Okay. And I will see what you can do, unless you want to do that now. Robert Frost. Yes. Have you done Maya Angelou? Of course. <laughs> you have not done Shel Silverstein. I don't Do think I get so. a point for that? For knowing the ones you haven't done? <sighs> no. Sylvia Plath. You know, honestly, I don't even know if I have or not. Okay, we'll say yes then. <laughs> and then Liesel. Last name. The one we're doing today is five. Five points for me. I have not done Sylvia Now who's Plath. the poet? Shit. Um, but you didn't know, so I think I should still get a point for that. <laughs> now who's the poetry master, the poet laureate? It's me. Uh, her last name is spelled M-U-E-L-L-E-R, which I am tempted to say is Mueller, but I could possibly be Miller. There um, is a Mueller Street in Austin yeah. that is pronounced that way. But Austin yeah. has a lot of streets that are pronounced in uh-huh. Wild ways. I've lost perspective on what is uh, correct pronunciation because yeah. Austin just kind of makes its choices. Sure. Uh, so this is a poet that was born in Germany in 1924. Obviously not a great time to be in Germany. Uh, she was the daughter of teachers and her family fled when she was 15. Um, her father was a teacher who's anti-fascist. Fascist. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> Anti-fascist views uh, left him kind of 
in trouble with the Gestapo. Uh, so he went to Evansville College, which is now the University of Evansville in Indiana. Oh, wow. Uh, and then in 1939 was joined by his wife and his daughters, one of which is Liesl. Okay. Uh, so at 15, she had to pick up the English language. Which That's I can't, pretty late. I yeah, think. I can't imagine. I mean, I took Spanish classes throughout all of high school and have a rudimentary understanding of the of the language. But imagine if that was like all the only yeah, like, form of like communication. Like every class you went to. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't get her first volume of poetry published until she was 41. Wow. Uh, which I always love to see because I yeah. think maybe one day. Yeah, maybe you could you could get a book of poetry published tomorrow. Whoa, who do you know? Probably, I could probably figure it out. I was hoping you would name another poet. (laughs) Oh, well, I know Sylvia. (laughs) Nope. Shells. Nope. Dead. Yep. Shoot. (laughs) Dang it. I'm wondering who you know that told you that they were Shel Silverstein. Actually, now that I'm, I'm wondering about that. Mm, probably, it probably wasn't Shell. It probably wasn't. You know what? I think it may have been Justin doing a joke <laughs> on me. Uh, so she said uh, in an interview with Chicago Tribune in 1993 um, that she didn't really get invested in writing poetry until her mother passed away in 1953. And she found that that kind of grief like pushed her kind of towards writing Mm. specifically poetry. Uh, And she wrote this great poem called when I am asked, and this is not the poem I'm featuring, but uh, then don't say anything else about it. (laughs) And it ends with uh, this section, which is I sat, on a gray stone bench, ringed with ingenue faces of pink and white impatience, and placed my grief in the mouth of language, the only thing that would grieve with me. Ooh, chills, Golly right? Nits. Can you imagine just like, oh, I lost somebody really important in my life. Let me bang out this incredible poem. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so she has won the National Book Award, uh, and she has also won the... Uh, Pulitzer for her collection Alive Together New and Selected Poems. Uh, and the poem I'm going to read is from that collection. Great. Uh, and it is called Things. What happened is we grew lonely living among the things. So we gave the clock a face, the chair a back, the table four stout legs, which will never suffer fatigue. We fitted our shoes with tongues as smooth as our own and hung tongues inside bells so we could listen to their emotional language. And because we loved graceful profiles, the pitcher received a lip, the bottle a long slender neck. Even what was beyond us was recast in our image. We gave the country a heart, the storm an eye, the cave a mouth so we could pass into safety. How fun. That was kind of a fun poem. That I think the context of her not being a native English speaker really kind of brings some some fun to that poem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's the kind of thing when you grow up speaking a language that you don't always think about. And for her to have that perspective of like, hey. It's weird that we call things that having human body parts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just, and the the idea that, that we did it to kind of, 
solve some sort of loneliness, uh, I really found charming. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw a cave, I was like, I would love to hang out with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, she has uh, tons and tons of poetry. She passed away in 2020, but there is a lot out there. Uh, if you're interested, run. she she continued to live in Illinois and in the Midwest for the rest of her life. She uh, got a house out in Lake County, Illinois, that she lived in for a long time and like right next to like a neighbor that had 200 acres and cows. Beautiful. And so she wrote a lot of poems. Cow kind poems. Of, kind of about like domestic farm life. The big boys with the spotty spots. Mm-hmm. That, that was one of them. That's actually, did you know that was one of the watch poems? Them the jump. big guys with the spotty spots. The big guys with the spotty spots. The udders that provide the sweet life. Nectar, what are you chewing on? A mystery for me. <laughs> Griffin, you are keeping the world from your true talent, which is poetry. Where's the beef? Inside you. Not yet beef, though. Still just cow parts. Yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum, give me some. Yum, yum, give me some of that as, good cow beef. As he signs off all of his poems, yum, yum. Give me some of that good cow beef. The end. The end. This was a poem. This was a poem. You can't <laughs> say it wasn't because poems can be anything. Beautiful. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And uh, thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org and check out just all the great stuff that they have on there. I'm talking about Depression Mode. Uh, I'm talking about Jordan Jesse Go or Judge John Hodgman or any of the other many fine shows. So on many. Max Fun Network. And uh, we have sh- stuff in MacroyMerch.com that you can buy. Uh, we're going to be doing shows for Mabim Bam and Taz this week in Boston and Mash and Tucket. And you should come out and see us if you live in that general area. And when he says we, I mean, me and Justin and Travis yeah. and dad and some kids, some some arrangement of children will be there too, but they will not be performing. Uh, it'll be a but good they time. will participate in soundcheck rather gleefully. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be, you can get tickets at McRoy.family and please come out and see us. It'd be great to see you. And that's it. That is it. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it for us. We're going to wrap up now. Okay. I think it's time for us to hit the road. Okay. Look at the clock. Uh-oh. We're late for our next appointment. So I think it's time that we probably should be getting on out of here. This has been a podcast. What if we wrap up now and start moving in that direction? Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'll, I'm just going to- un- We've reached a natural conclusion. Unscrew my microphone and put it unscrew away. Unscrew it? I'm kind of pretending like it's like a, you know, like a tent pole or something that you have to disassemble. Oh, that's fun. Fold up. I can make a best. Mm -hmm. Let's do that instead of whatever we were going to do next. 100%. Bye.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.